Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The Lakers worked the Blazers last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. That was All a whooping our, last night. That it was. All guests appear here on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Lakers insider Dave McMenamin, who will join us in one hour before we dive into AD and LeBron. Let's go from A to Z. And it's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. We'll start with Giannis. 20-20-5 and five as the top-seeded Bucks defeated the Magic to even their first-round series at one. Uh, yeah! After he was that- banging on everybody last night. That's what I would have did to you when you played, Jay. Why do you keep lying to the American people? You would not do that to me. By the way, the last 20-20-5 dime game in the NBA playoffs, Jay, 2006, Dirk. We haven't seen a line like that in 14 years in the postseason. Step back three. Different. Skinny Shaq. The Timberwolves, nowhere to be seen in the bubble. They were part of, what did they call it, Jay? The Delete Eight, the teams that did end up making the bubble. They won the draft lottery last night, but in essence, the Warriors did too. They get the number two overall pick. They'll get their two superstars back. The future is suddenly bright again. I was going to say, I look at the Timberwolves getting that pick at number one, but if I'm a player, man, and you the number one pick, it's great, it's cool, but when you go into a franchise that can't get out of his own way at times, it's not cool. I'll yeah, say this, so shout-out to my to my little big brother, Carl Anthony Towns. Obviously, uh, this was a very difficult year with him and COVID, losing his mom. Carl, prayers to your brother. Love you. Keep doing your thing. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns is the number one overall pick in 2015, and now if the Wolves were to keep the pick, presumably the 2020 overall number one pick will be joining Cat in the Twin Cities. And LeBron wasn't great. He and JaVale McGee actually both scored 10 points. How about LeBron and JaVale McGee with the same number of points in the box score? That's not something you see very often, but AD is the type of player, guys, you don't see very often. 31, 11 rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block in under 30 minutes of play. Well, that's why we gave up everybody, the car, the bus. We gave it all up to get him. There's no doubt about it. And the one guy that I would tell you that is more than happy to have, Anthony Davis, of course, is LeBron James, who despite his brilliance has said, hey, at a certain point, it's going to have to be AD over me. Though right now, both are playing an incredibly high-level quiet game for the King last night. Afterwards, not quiet. Speaking pretty profusely on the on-court demeanor of Anthony Davis, panned after game one, back after last night's game two. He was just aggressive. Um... You know, from the beginning of the game, um, you know, wasn't passive at all. Looked for his shots. Even some of that he missed early, he continued to look for his uh, uh, look for his shot, and he did a great job of offensive rebounding as well, uh, getting some putbacks um, in, in that fashion. I've had some great teammates in my career. Um, AD is one of those unicorns, um, and he does things that some of my other great teammates are not capable of doing. Like scoring 31 points in 29 minutes and 21 seconds. That's what the Kings saw. Jay, what did you see? Well, he said aggressive. You heard that word. He needs AD to be an alpha, not a beta. And when when he plays like a beta, he's more passive. And that's what King James was alluding to. Look, LeBron James right now at this stage of his career, he can take over games. We all know that. But we don't need Anthony Davis Look, I'm starting to talk like Keyshawn. You got me up here on national radio saying we. This is what you start you doing. Buy in. The Lakers buy in. do not need AD to defer to LeBron. The Lakers need LeBron to defer to AD at times because that's where AD is in the prime of his career. When he's at alpha, the, the energy last night was completely different, plus 32 last night as opposed to minus 20 the night before. And, and I talked about it yesterday on our show that the game plan would change. 
and it would change significantly, and they would probably get AD more involved, like you mentioned, 11 boards, 30, 31 points. But it wasn't even necessarily about that. It was the floor of the game. He did it inside, outside. He played aggressive to the hoop. He rebounded. He didn't have this, like LeBron said, this kind of like passive feel to it. He, he, he went back and he looked at the film. He heard all the criticism. And I love it when great players say things through media and through other players to get their teammates' attention. He's not attacking him. What he's doing is he's talking to him through other people, kind of letting him know we need you to play a certain style for us to win. Now, maybe they've had those conversations driving in the car or eating or whatever the case may be. They've had those conversations. But hearing it post-game and you're listening to it, you sit there as AD and you go, okay, I see what I need to do to help the team win. Now, if you want to go down in, in history as one of the all-time great duels in Laker history, along with the likes of Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West and, and Magic and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Shaq and Kobe, right. Powell and Kobe, you, 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 want to be, you want to go down that way, you got to do what you did last night because the Lakers need him in a worse way. LeBron has carried nine other teams to appearances in the championship he can't carry them by himself this year. He needs AD to bring, come along with him. And he and said it. I think that's LeBron coaching AD to be more like a LeBron. And I'll give everybody insight because I got a chance to spend some time around both these guys. When you see LeBron James, when you meet him, he has this energy where you're like, damn, that's LeBron James, right? The way he talks. Wow. Like, LeBron knows what he's doing. That's like when you met me, huh? He's like, damn. No, it, it is very similar. No, I'll joking. give you that. No, I'll give I you that. I was joking. Thank it's like, you. It's very, it's very, I was joking. It's, it's very demonstrative, right? Almost in a way, you, you can feel, if you're not confident in yourself, you can feel slightly smaller than that individual, well, right? Well, you. I'm not, well, I, <laughs> six two is tall in the natural scheme of things. Don't play me. Which shoes on? Again. Six two is shoes. The extra shoes, the extra lift in the shoes. I'm six three. Now, when you meet AD, even though AD has the physicality, physically he's taller, bigger, stature-wise, but he has a docile demeanor to a degree, right? He's like, hey, Anthony Davis, he's very low-key. But so LeBron is trying to say, hey, AD, I need you to be more like, I'm Anthony Davis. I'm bringing this every day. And that's who we saw last night. And that's who, eight, fine, you can be that way off the court, but when you step your, your foot, your feet in between these lines, yeah. like you're Anthony Davis, the king. We need to see King Davis on the floor, and I think that's what we're watching in real time. And, and when he decides to play, there's nobody better, right? You, you go around the NBA, and I've been trying to play with this in my mind for a while. Who in the NBA can match him? Maybe Giannis in terms of size and physicality and ability. Maybe Giannis. Outside of that, these other fives, these four and fives that are in the league are dump trucks compared to him. I mean, he played a majority of, I was about to say snaps, as it's in football. He played a majority of minutes on the floor at the five last night. And that was a recipe for success, opposed to trying to be a 3-4 guy and be on the perimeter. That's not a recipe for success when you got your matchup against this type of team in Portland. Remember when, when AD was talking about he, he's not trying to play the five? Well, we wanna, I, but I'm just saying how it works out with Portland, right? Yeah. That's where he gets the best matchup when he's aggressive. Yes. yes. And we should also mention the recipe for success for sure for the Lakers could be getting to the NBA Finals. If there was such a thing as a Game 7, it would be in mid-October. Then the question would be, when would the NBA start its next season? It would be its celebratory 75th anniversary season. 
And there's been a lot of talk that if the season were to end in mid-October, they could do a rush job and perhaps start the 75th season on the first day of the last month of the year. But Adam Silver pumped the brakes on that last night. December 1, now that we're working through this season, is feeling um, a little bit early to me. I think our number one goal is to get fans back in our arenas. My sense is, in working with the Players Association, if we could push back even a little longer and it increase the likelihood of having fans in arenas, that's what we, we, we would be targeting. That would obviously make sense because let's say you go to mid-October, there is a game seven. You'd have to have some sort of training camp, which would take three weeks. And then you're talking basically a little over a month between the end of the postseason and the start of the next regular season. That's not feasible. I just want to give a shout out, you know, to our production crew. Because, you know, on Monday, Key and I were in here. Mm-hmm. I came in. I was like, hey, guys, talked to Adam Silver last night for an hour and a half. He told me that the season probably wouldn't start until around, you know, mid-January, maybe even February. We had so many guests on the show, we didn't get to it. But now it's breaking news. Just saying, Key. People come here to listen to our show. They're getting tidbits like that. Just trying to say it. Not a talent issue, that's for sure. Not talent. It's not a talent issue. I will say this. I just wanted to preface that. Thank you, You Zuma, for letting me say that. Absolutely. Public service announcement. From breaking news to breaking moves. The NBA offseason might be delayed, but we still expect a ton of breaking moves. Breaking moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. We'll go inside the Boston Celtics with somebody that knows the seas as well as anybody in just a little bit looking for their 18th NBA championship. A little separation between the Lakers and Key, who have 16 at the moment. Is that Kendrick Perkins? Is he calling back in? It is Carol Lawson who spent some time on the Seas ah, bench. Yes. But- but we will have her in just a moment. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to listen to ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Nah, I got something. I told him to call. My boy, he different, man. I love having fun with Evan and them about it. (laughs) Tongue planted firmly in cheek. I guess Perk actually did join us on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Perk's defense, he called me. He was up late last night watching the game. He said his phone had died. It's okay. We still love you, Big Perk. He can come on the show whenever he wants. Yeah, know? yeah, he can, and he want to know why. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Here you go. <laughs> we mentioned Kara Lawson was going to be with us. Of course, she had a terrific career at the University of Tennessee, one of the great women's players of her era, played for the late grade Pat Summit, then worked with us here at ESPN as a college basketball analyst. She's now proudly the head women's basketball coach at Duke yes! University. Yes! Yes! <laughs> She's the fifth person to have that esteemed title, and she joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Kara and all of our guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kara, good morning. I know you spent some time with the Celtics, and I want to start there prior, prior to heading to Durham. Help me explain the ascension of Jason Tatum from when you first started working with him to where he is now and how he got there. Yeah, it's been amazing uh, in one season to, to see how much that he's grown. And certainly, uh, I think you have to start with JT and just his intelligence, uh, his ability to apply things seamlessly, 
uh, when they're when they're taught and and how he has grown in terms of his ownership, not only of his play night in and night out, but also of our team's play. And you've seen all that steadily rise through the season. Leadership, um, obviously a high level ability um, to be able to to defend uh, the elite players in this league and also to be able to score against elite defenders. He's got the total package and he's coming into his own and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And he's as good a person as he is a basketball player. And uh, I couldn't be happier for JT and where he is. And it's been a lot of fun to uh, watch him. And really now you look in the playoffs and uh, he's, he's one of the, one of the best players in the league. You, you look at JT as well as, as uh, Jalen Brown, they're cooking in the playoffs, getting, getting it done. Why are they special together as backcourt mates? I think they're special because they both place a high priority on both ends of the floor. And in the NBA, uh, when you start paring it down and the, the rounds keep keep getting uh, keep going on, you, you have to have a team that's committed to both ends, and you have to have players that are excited about the challenge of having uh, an elite matchup uh, on both ends of the floor. And those two players uh, place a high priority on defense. Um, they understand that they have a responsibility with their energy and with their production uh, every night to, to help our team win. And that's, that's, that's even more evident now with G going down and, and uh, not, not having his services for a while. I mean, those two guys um, are going to be counted on even more from a production standpoint. Coach, you've coached obviously in this, this conference and you look at the Philadelphia 76ers who Boston has in the playoffs. Why hasn't the process in your opinion worked for them the Sixers that is yeah I mean I I don't really know what's going on in house over there but um you know what I will say with Philly is um and 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 everyone has has um you know issues with injuries not having Ben Simmons is is definitely a huge loss for them uh he's somebody that's a a high level defender and you certainly look at at our team in Boston and how many uh, elite forwards that we have um, and, and Ben is somebody that, that can really do a good job with his physicality, um, with his intelligence to, to take you out of what you want to do, not just his individual matchup, but your team. And so um, he's, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. Um, he's somebody I think impacts the game in so many ways. Uh, definitely miss seeing him out there, but it's, it's a part of the NBA is the injuries. But I think you're, you're seeing them miss Ben and everything he does for them. Kara, I'm so happy to have you down in Durham. Uh, What's up, Jay? <laughs> right, it's a, you know, I, I I can't tell you how elated I am. We had Coach K on here the other day, and he basically called for basketball to have a commissioner. How would you feel about there being a singular voice as it relates to college basketball? You know, Jay, I think there's so many things that are, that are swirling right now. Um, take away the pandemic with, with our sport, but certainly when you add that in, um, to be able to to move uh, united in in one direction, whatever that direction is, and I, I think that the, the leadership portion is so important for our sport. It's important for our university. It's, our, it's important for our individual programs. That leadership now in this moment is more powerful and more impactful than ever. And uh, when you look at at our sport, and as we're facing, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, this season, um, I do agree with Coach K. I think having somebody that um, whose job is to uh, just think about things in the best interest of the sport, the best interest of college basketball. I think that um, that could be something that would be really valuable for both men's and women's college basketball. Now I know who you are. I watch you play. Obviously when you're in college, we work together here as colleagues at ESPN. Uh, if you had to describe to the country 
what Kara Lawson's style of play is going to be at Duke, what would it be? Uh, I think, I think I, w- I would say probably modern would be how I would describe it. Um, you know, I, I like players that, that have uh, versatility. I like players that have uh, the ability to guard multiple positions, players that have the ability to initiate offense, um, make plays, space, uh, read and react, understand how to play the game. So I would say modern and versatile would probably be the, the two adjectives I would use to describe. Um, the, the talent in women's college basketball continues to grow. The players, the size, the length, um, their ability to, to do things um, skill-wise uh, with the ball, it just continues to grow. And so I think stylistically um, to have a place where that you can cultivate that and you can help players grow and um, you know win games, obviously, and then help them mature and play at the next level, that's kind of what we want to do here at Duke. Coach, what has been your biggest challenge so far since taking over Duke's program during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, Key, you, you say it right there. It's just during the pandemic. So everything is, is different. It's not the typical um, taking over a job. So it's later in the summer. Typically, these jobs turn over in the spring. Um, so we, we took over here at Duke right on the cusp of school starting with our players. And so uh, I wouldn't call it like a challenge, but it's more we, we have to, to get things up and running quickly. Uh, we have to get to know our players quickly. And we have to create uh, an environment for them uh, where they understand what the expectation is, what the standard is in our program. Uh, they're here on campus. Uh, they're in classes. Uh, we're having workouts. And that's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun to get to know them. But you have to do it in those, in those space restrictions, um, you know, with masks on, social distance, all that. And that's kind of opposite. Um, how you grow relationships when you think about it, right? Um, and so that is probably been the most unique challenge is trying to uh, have time with each player and in this social distance era, trying to, to do that, um, you know, with all the protocols. But I think our staff has done a good job of that. And, you know, just being here and being around the players has been special. Coach K did say it was imperative to have a men's NCAA tournament. Can't cancel it for the second straight year. It would be a financial death blow to the sport. And we obviously also hope there is a women's tournament in 2021 as well. Mm -hmm. And we look to see you on Selection Monday slash Sunday. This time not with a headset, but on the sideline. Best of luck. And we'll be looking for you down the road. Hope we play hoops. Kara, thank you. Go Duke. Okay. Thanks, guys. See ya. Carol Lawson joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance. I love line. seeing Key's face when I say "Go Duke." He's like, oh, oh. "She well, me- I mean, oh, whatever, man." She mentioned G. <laughs> that was Gordon Hayward, and he's going to be out probably for a month. But she thinks they have enough to get through. We mentioned it. The Celtics are sort of floating a little bit under the radar here. Kemba's knee isn't exactly a hundred percent either. Key, what do you think about him? I, I like him. I think that you go back a couple years ago and and you look at what Tatum and Brown and those guys were able to do. They pushed it all the way to the end. Um, learning experience. They have the experience now. So, Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto. Those are the three in the East right now that make you scratch your head. And I think. Any one of those three could come out. Yeah, I'll say this as it relates to the Boston Celtics. Their firepower is tremendous. And, yes, Kimba's knee hurts. But still, with the level that Jason Tatum is playing, like before we had the pandemic, he was playing at an MVP caliber style of play. Like that game he had against the Lakers at the Staples Center, Mm -hmm. he was giving them the business. Yeah, And it looked like Kobe. Like it had – 
that Kobe-like feel towards it because of the way he plays that two-guard back to the basket, can hit fadeaways, has that style of play. So you combine him with Jalen Brown and the looks his team has, and it's unfortunate that they're going to have to meet Toronto, I think one of the best defensive teams in the league next, and I think ultimately that's where the road ends for them. But if they're still at full health, if you get Gordon Hayward back, they have a fighter, they have a, they have a puncher's chance. No doubt about it. Still to come, one of college football's best defensive players of his era joins us to see if he agrees on Lane Kiffin's comments, which is to say if you're the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and you're not playing, you should be able to transfer immediately and suit up next month for a different team in a different conference. How feasible is that? We'll talk about it in just a bit. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Zubin, can I bring something up? Go for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get Keyshawn ready for the winter that's coming. What's up? Now I know he likes wearing chucks yeah. and no socks. Yeah, but we have to change that up when you start getting here in the East Coast. You got to get some wool socks, brother. You know man, what you I'm need to good. wear? Okay, yeah. I'm just saying you know. You act can we like, put some lotion on you, the ankles? Man, be quiet. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should be wearing in the winter? What sweater? Oh, uh, no. Man, Come on, uh, Mr. Huxtable. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Huxtable. Nah, I'm good on the sweater. Right, Kashi, do you always fold? The, the, the sweaters look extra large. Man, look at that. Do you fold Will the you sleeves? you get off his sweaters? I'm just asking about the sweater game. Damn comedian over here, He's five man. for five in sweater days. I don't know if Theo Huxtable is about to join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I think instead it's going to be ESPN college football analyst David Pollock. Good morning, David. Welcome to the show. I want you to listen to this from Lane Kiffin, the new Ole Miss head football coach on essentially what he would say to those guys in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 who have had their seasons postponed and some guys who have had their careers possibly end, having the opportunity to still salvage a college football season next month. 
kids are getting their team, their schools deciding or their conferences deciding to shut down. And so they can't play. And a lot of them got a lot of money on the line for the next level, or they just want to play their last years. And so it's really unfortunate that the NCAA is not allowing them uh, to transfer and be eligible immediately. Um, you know, or being told that that wouldn't even go into a waiver process. So I feel really bad for those kids. It's not their fault. Why can't they come play somewhere? So that, that don't make any sense to me. David, does it make any sense to you? Well, basically, we took that message and put it in a decoder. Be man, if I'm gonna beat Alabama or have a chance not to get mollywop this year, basically, I need some Big Ten kids. I need some Justin Fields. I need I need these athletes to come to Ole Miss. I mean, I I get what he's saying. I, I understand that the kids. Um, I'd be I, listen. All of us would be irate if you looked around, Jay. If you looked around and saw North Carolina playing basketball and you're sitting at home, like I mean. You'd be irate. You'd be mad. I mean, I think it's definitely something that um, the players have a right to be upset, but I don't think there's any way you can open that box and start to let everybody go everywhere. And, and the ramifications for college football in the future will be crazy. First of all, and, and let's just see if the SEC, Big 12, and, and the uh, ACC can make it there first to that point where you're, uh, you're actually playing football. Then, then maybe you address it again. But I think grad transfers, yes, but I don't think you open that bottle. Yeah, it's too it's too difficult. I was I was uh shaking my head, yes, with you agreeing one hundred percent that Lane realizes to beat LSU and beat Alabama and Georgia, you're gonna have to go out and get some studs that you don't have on your team right now. So look, David, right now there's still Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is still getting a lot of push from the parents in the Big Ten. What do you make of it? Should they just let it go because it's over with? He's already said that he's not changing and going back. I think now, yes, after after writing the letter, um, you know, and, and after they, they pushed back, by the way, kudos to them for pushing back and trying to do what's best for, you know, a season and trying to do what's best for them and parents getting involved too, I thought was, you know, I thought it was kind of cool because it's their decision. It's their kids. And, you know, it's it's very, it's easy for them to say that and, and it's not the NCAA saying it who's, hypocritical and make stupid rules every single year. So I thought it was really, really cool. I just think Kevin Warner has spoken now, and he's not going to change his mind, and they're not going to change their mind. So it is time to possibly move on. And listen, you're starting to see guys, you know, declare for the NFL and opt out, and um, the, the numbers continue to rise, especially from the Big Ten. But it just, man, it stinks for those players. It's just it's crazy to me that you've got guys in the same state that are, you know, like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to have a football season, but um, Penn State's not. I mean, they're in the same state. You know, like, just thinking about that would, would infuriate me and tick me. High school football in Ohio is going on, but Ohio State doesn't have college football this year. Like, I would be so mad. It, it would upset me, and I understand exactly where they're coming from. And, listen, this year has been crazy with everything that's gone on, and the players have more power than ever, and they've been trying to, to use it. So good for them for using it. I just I think it's going to fall on deaf ears from here on in. Which one of these conferences, though, are getting it right? The Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, or uh, Big 12, or the ACC? Like, who gets it right and who's getting it wrong? I think the I think the the conferences that want to play football are getting it right. I think giving themselves every opportunity to play. Listen, here, here's what we know: we know that even people that have been really careful have still gotten this virus. We know that you're gonna that you have a chance to get this virus regardless. And we also know that some people are obviously at more risk than others. So those people have to be very, very, uh, very, very safe and very, very conscious of the virus. But I mean, I would definitely give myself every opportunity. I'd go to the last minute. 
Um, listen, this, it might be mute in a, in a month when this, if everything shuts down. But you know, this the, the changes of the game now is, you know, now they're going to allow students to do stuff digitally. I think makes a huge difference in changes the game. The saliva test now and the cheapness of the saliva test that Yale, you know, discovered a, a week ago or whatever it was, changes the game. So just like just like that, a, a week later, you know, a, ten days later from them making an announcement, there was a medical discovery and things were changing. So I just think that. The Big Ten and the Pac-12. Listen, the Pac-12 was going to shut down regardless. But the Big Ten, I think, definitely jumped the gun. You know, the Big Ten's resources are, are pretty daggum strong. It's right up there with anybody in the country. So you, you'd think they would stick around and maybe try to spend money as much as possible to keep their players safe. DB, in 2019 college football season, Joe Burrow was a projected six-round pick. He would have received $200,000 in guaranteed money. But by improving his draft stock, he became number one overall pick, and he got $36 million guaranteed. That's one year of how it can change your life. But what are some of the financial impacts for some of the students that may not play this year and how it can hurt them long term? Well, it's, it's, it's nuts. And, and here's the thing. Scouting these guys are going to be next to impossible now. You know, like if, if, if some of them don't have a season, but, man, you saw flashes the year before – and that, that natural growth that happens from year to year. Now, listen, most of the time you don't see a Joe Burrow leap. There's, that doesn't happen very often. But the guys that are sophomores, like Micah Parsons from Penn State, who's of absolute freak show, what, where does his game go to the next level? Could he be the guy that be in the top ten and could have amped up? But I think, I think there's a lot of people and a lot of scouts that are going to misevaluate, and um, you're not going to see uh, you're not going to see those great turnarounds that you possibly could see. And and that, that's the part that that kind of sucks. And I thought some guys get to improve their draft stock, and some guys don't. That's just that's just that's just stupid. And it, this further emphasizes how stupid the NCAA is. I mean, my goodness, like they, Jay, they don't even control whether we play football. I mean, think about that. They don't control whether we play football. The Power Five decides that on their own. They do their own scheduling. Like it's just it's just nuts to me. But there is a lot of players that. Uh, had not had an opportunity, but I think scouting them this year, there's going to be more misses probably than ever because you have no clue what people's been doing for a year and the character issues and going and talking to schools. They might even be able to go watch tape at school and, and talk to coaches at school. So it would be crazy. Uh, David, when you look at college football right now, there's a lot of teams that are still trying to play, you know, power five schools, obviously. And you look at UGA, for instance, they are in the top, you know, six or seven schools fighting for a national championship. How should those teams' expectations change based on everything this year? I mean, the top 25 poll, what, you got 36 teams now? I mean, you're, you're going to be, you know, in the mix to, to be in the top 25. But, no, I think that, um, you know, the, the teams that have always been on the cusp, I think, like Georgia. Georgia's finished fifth, you know, two years in a row in the final rankings, right right outside the, the, the top, you know, the top four to get into the playoffs. Now – I think a lot of teams are going to get more mulligans. You know, there's not going to be an undefeated Ohio State. There's not going to be a team from the Pac-12 that you're worried about running the table. Uh, so I, I think it definitely with this new format with less conferences, it, it's going to change, and I think you're going to give it, be given a mulligan. I think you'll see your first two-loss team into the college football playoffs. But in the grand scheme of things, the last five years, do y'all know how many wins the last five years the Pac-12 and the Big Ten has in the playoffs? Hey, man, watch Uh-oh, out. It's going to make Come on, man. cringe now. Come on now, David. We know, we know the numbers. A big fat zero. Wow. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 have not won a playoff game in five years. SEC so, homer. 
Do you think think it would have been different with Ohio State this year? Uh, I do. I I think Ohio State last year, you know, could have beat Clemson in a heartbeat, but it's not being a homer, Keyshawn. Those are numbers that don't lie. No, I know. (laughs) Those are numbers we can't run from. But Ohio State is the team that, you know, they're the the ones that – I think they're always the ones that are different because they just have so many – Upper level talent guys, it's ridiculous. They got Justin Fields now, who will be the second quarterback off the board. They got, you know, we've got on the list with Wade and quarters that are going to be top ten pick. They got four, you know, four or five first round picks, like always. And Ohio State is the team that's different, and they're there, and they've been there the last five years. And before that, by the way, they're the ones who won it, you know, in the first playoffs too. So, great stuff, David. We will wait to see. Who plays? September 12th, we'll see some teams, we hope. September 26th, we'll see others. And unfortunately, if your parents at Nebraska, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, probably not seeing much of anything, no matter what Lane Kiffin says. David, thank you very much. All right, Dave. Put those sweaters up, bro. You're welcome, guys. Put those sweaters up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dave. David, you go ahead. No, I was just laughing at him, and I, I, I totally agree with him that if you our player if you play for Pittsburgh or you know you see you know you're playing and the guy from Penn State yeah you know is not playing like I would be livid as a player I would be livid and like I said before you know I, I think originally I started off by saying I don't think that team should play and I, I've been you know I've, I've been moving more towards the middle on this because I think it becomes more and more challenging I think depending upon what geographical region you're in and you know, seeing how some kids are dealing with and some schools are dealing with it. And you can make that case that for some of these schools, the environment of not having students on campus and having these players in safer facilities because you can actually do contact tracing and uh, look at them and make sure that they are better equipped not to catch it, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I'm leaning towards what DP was saying, too, on guys playing. Yeah, I, I'm I know still, you disagree. I'm still with the no play. Run it, run it back in 2021, September. It's just too much that we don't know. Um, you know, and, and, and I understand what Lane is saying about guys and opportunities. You you want to recruit players because you want to win, and I understand that. And you feel like there's an opportunity to maybe grab some players. If, even if those guys were to come on campus and start playing for you, there's quarantine periods. They've got to learn your system. All of those sort of things that go on. they got to get comfortable with their new teammates. It's just so much that has to happen. Then you talk about – there's money on the line and evaluating talent. Having being an NFL guy and, and covering the NFL and doing those sort of things, it's the scouts' job to scout and find the damn players. What, that, that's their job to to do their research, to sit down, watch whatever little film, evaluate. So you can't worry about well, these guys aren't you know they don't have the opportunity to really showcase their skills. If they've been on the field and they can play. Those scouts, the best of them, they're going to find them. I promise you they're going to find them. Yeah, but, I mean, you can, there's huge jumps that people make sometimes there, in a there, year or there's, two that- there's, there's slight jumps that people can make. There's no question about it. But you evaluating that talent based on what you've already seen. I don't need to see you again to really make a decision on I what you are. I think that's wrong, Key. No, not right now. I, I think that's no. wrong. If I, you look at the springtime when this all happened, they had the combine, but all the pro workouts and stuff got canceled. David, by the way, joined us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell V-Power Nitro plus premium gasoline. Still to come, our weekly Friday Smart Picks with a Star Wars feel.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. John, Jay Will, Zubin, we're back. It's Friday. We're all, almost at the end of our very first week on the air. And if you've been with us, really appreciate you joining us. You've got a ton of options. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Lakers insider Dave McMenamin. He's coming up in 11 minutes here on ESPN Radio as the Lakers pick up their first playoff win key. Can you believe it? In eight Years. Yeah, we simpatico. <laughs> simpatico. Yeah, simpatico. Key just hit the SAP button on the television. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Smart Picks brought to you by Redbox. We'll get to our Smart Picks on the field for you in just a second, our Friday staple. But the Smart Pick on Redbox this weekend is Star Wars in honor of our guy Jay Will's love for all things Star Wars. Here are the Star Wars titles you can find right now on Redbox. Solo, a Star Wars story. Rogue One, a Star good. Wars story. like that one. Star Wars 4, A New Hope. Okay. Star Wars 7, The Force Awakens. Classic. Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi. So obviously you're going five for five in terms of all the titles on Redbox you like, but tell me your favorite of them all. I'm just going to go with the, the Last Jedi. I just think it's, it's just a classic. It's a classic. And I just, I, there's something about Star Wars as a kid for me that brings me back to that moment. Like, it was funny. Uh, as a basketball player, hand-eye coordination is everything, right? And I remember I got a lifesaver, lightsaber when I was younger. And I used to just go around the house all day, vroom, vroom, vroom. And Key, called him, Key calls him Dark Vader, even though his name is Darth Vader. And we could talk about that, Key, in another segment. You always said Dark Vader? Or are you- uh, in, in Life Saver. In Lifesaver. Because <laughs> that's what I thought it was. I, you know. Clearly, if Key's going to watch one of these movies on Redbox, he's going to need a little help to pick. So you tell me, as a resident Star Wars expert and a guy that like maybe wants to get into Star Wars because it's such a huge thing. Steph yes, Curry always huge. walking around, everybody talking about it, tons of athletes. Absolutely love it. Which of those five, Solo, Rogue One, Four, Seven, or Eight, all available on Redbox, which should Key start to watch to sort of understand why so many people are fascinated? I go with The Last Jedi. Go with The Last Jedi. Yeah, go with that one. Go with, go with the classic first. You got you got lightsaber on. You got to start from the beginning. <laughs> you start from the beginning and then you work your way backwards, and that's how the story is being told. I mean, it's it's Star Wars. How do you not? How do you not watch Star Wars? Say, man, I just 
It, I hear it's really good. I hear that your kids didn't watch Star Wars. Are you not into sci-fi movies? What what kind of movie guy? Are I'm you? not into sci-fi movies. No, you're not. Okay, nah. all right. I'm a little more, I would say, realistic in terms of the movies. I, I like realistic stuff. That stuff is not, you know. See, I don't want the realistic stuff, Zubin. Like, I, I don't want. We got too much real stuff going on. I want to escape that. I want to see some futuristic stuff. I want to go to what's next level. So once again, all the titles available right now, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, Star Wars 4, A New Hope, Star Wars 7, The Force Awakens, and Jay's Choice, Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi, all available right now for you on Redbox. So those are some smart picks on Redbox. Smart picks in sports this weekend. We got the NBA. We got the Stanley Cup. We got Tiger. We got racing. We got a ton of options Key, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, your favorite sports team that plays tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern on ABC on the big network, Blazers-Lakers game uh, three. Am I right? Uh, yes, you are correct. That is the smart pick. The Lakers over the Blazers tomorrow Oh, and night. a prediction to boot. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Look at that coming out. Well, I mean, what you think? You thought I was going to say, oh, Portland. But think about it, though. Yeah. Portland's probably going to be with a limped-up Dane. So... Left finger injury. He yes. says he's going to go. Head coach Terry Stott said, "Yeah, but even if we'll he, see. He's but going. even if he's going, <laughs> right. it's not going to feel good." Right, Jay. We kind of mentioned that finger injury. Even if it's on the offhand, we mentioned earlier. That's that's a big deal. It, it kind of is. I mean, but I also think for a guy like if you're a hooper, you're always used to your fingers being messed up. So, you know, look, I, I get it from a feel perspective. That might be a little bit of a challenge. But the one thing we know about Dame is that. Dame doesn't care what happens to him. Dame is going to be Dame. He's not going to let an injury hinder him from being on the court and playing at a high level. Great point. I'm going to pick something that's a little off the board that people don't even realize is happening this weekend. You guys know the Indy 500 is this weekend? (laughs) The Indianapolis 500, which was scheduled for months ago, but much like all the sports There's not going to be a pit. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to be a pit. I mean, that can be. Fan- have you ever been to the Indy 500? I haven't. Heard so my wife is from Carmel, Indiana. Okay. All I hear their family talk about is the Indy 500. Indy 500. My brother-in-law, Vinny Bonacorsi, goes out there every single year, throws all these crazy parties inside the pit, not having a pit. I don't know if it's going to be the same experience. want you to remind you about Redbox free live TV and movies at the box are on demand. Spark Picks is brought to you by Redbox. Rent the newest releases fresh from the theater at the box or on Demand. He's getting into it. It's Sunday. Still to come. How the Lakers were able to even their series in the bubble. Our Lakers expert with everything you need to know next on ESPN Radio and Smart Speaker. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.